Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. We hope you enjoy this sermon from a recent Sunday worship service. It was 1894 when Reverend James Villa Blake wrote this covenant for his congregation. Love is the spirit of this church and service is its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. We often see love as an ephemeral kumbaya statement or feeling. We write songs about it. All you need is love. Love will keep us together. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. And it's hard not to resonate with these songs and statements because love is at the core, at the center of our heart and our faith. But love is the spirit of this church and love is the sermon I always inevitably preach. But can we survive on love alone or do we need something else? Do we need love and? I think we do need more than the kumbaya type of love. Because what does it mean to dwell together in peace? That takes serious work. And what does it mean to seek the truth in love? That takes serious intention. And what does it mean to help one another? That takes serious heart. I think we need fierce commitment to forgiving one another, to service to one another, to working out our differences, to looking at where we've fallen short ourselves and not always pointing our fingers outward toward others. It takes us recognizing that we need one another and we are interconnected, which means we are responsible and accountable to one another. Many years ago, I learned of the Hawaiian practice of the Ho'oponopono. It's a practice of saying four statements in cycle with one another. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And you say those statements as many times in the cycle as you need to. It means roughly in the Hawaiian language, to cause things to move back into balance, the ho'oponopono, to make things right. It takes courage, that which comes in the heart, to say those statements and to mean them. And it's true accountability. Thank you for showing me that I did something wrong, perhaps. I love you. I care about you, I'm sorry, I apologize, and please forgive me, I'm ready for reconciliation. Liberating love is a powerful love that engages our hearts and minds and sometimes even our bodies in order to move things back into balance. My colleague, Reverend Sarah Smalley, writes about historical universalism being the belief that no one would go to hell, that there was a universal salvation, and that love was that powerful, more powerful than death even. 
And this freed our universalist ancestors to stop worrying about the afterlife and instead work to bring heaven on earth. It was up to us to replicate the eternal fractal of the afterlife on earth. And there's this great story about Hosea Ballou, a major theologian of the early 19th century universalism. He was traveling through the New Hampshire hills with a Baptist preacher, and they were arguing theology as they traveled. And at one point, the Baptist looked over and said, Brother Ballou, if I were a universalist and feared not the fires of hell, I could hit you over the head and steal your horse and saddle and ride away, and I'd still go to heaven. Hosea Ballou looked over at him and said, if you were a universalist, that idea would never occur to you. <laughs> that idea of doing someone wrong would not enter your mind if you believe that at your very core, we are all loved and worthy. It would never occur to you to hurt one another. Love does not just liberate us from the worry of the afterlife, but it also liberates others from oppression. A love so great cannot simply just save us as individuals, but must save everyone. And we ought to know when and how that kind of love calls us to be. In an article for Yes! magazine, Black queer activist and author Adrienne Marie Brown writes about how love looks like accountability. She says, it's a gift to give someone a chance to shift their behavior and create more possibilities within the connection. Truly, if we hope to strengthen the net of our society, we need to strengthen the bonds between each pair and group of individuals. What we want is a net so strong, so satisfying that no one can fall through it, right? A healed society would be one in which no one becomes the bearer of unjust hardship, where individuals don't bear the weight of systematic failures. There's a degree of loss and pain that is a part of the human experience, but we can heal our relations to each other to move toward a reality in which is, no one is given a life that only produces trauma and suffering. Now this may sound like an intellectual or a solely internal process, but the truth is this is our collective work. This is what healing and accountability look like. And there are practices for weaving and trusting that net of accountability. Be responsible for your internal state and the external impacts you might have on others. In other words, know yourself enough to know what's going on with you and not let it project out on other people. Another way is to build relationships rather than assumptions. Ask questions and remain curious. Speak 
and listen with intention. Give and receive feedback. Set, hear, and honor boundaries. Prentice Hemphill writes that boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. Boundaries are loving practices, and modeling them gives others permission to set their own boundaries. Apologize and receive apologies. Know when to hold and to let go. Nothing is permanent. And the last tip she gives for weaving that net is follow the love, proliferate love. She says, love is how humans flock. Love is how we murmurate, how we talk and listen to each other. Amongst the masses, we find our people, we figure out the right distance, and then we change together and we thrive. Being accountable is how we can truly love ourselves and give and receive love from others. Being accountable in our most intimate relationships creates the pattern of societal accountability. To weave a net of beautiful promises to one another, covenants we wish to keep, produces a liberating love. My colleague, Reverend Gretchen Haley, points out that universalism as a religious tradition, again, started off as the theological claim about life after death. Our religious forebears asserted that there was no way that an all-loving God would damn any of God's people to an eternal punishment and torment. The idea was inconsistent with love in an ultimate sense. Universalism was a claim that whatever destiny any of us is meant for, all of us are meant for. And in the 20th century, this afterlife affirmation became instead a claim, a commitment we make about this life. An affirmation that as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever lines we may consciously or subconsciously seek to draw between us and them, enemy and friend, good or bad, worthy or unworthy, there is no escaping or undoing how interconnected we are, how interdependent. No matter how different or disagreeable, no one is more, less human than any other of us, no one. And the outcome of this theological claim is that King, what King described as the beloved community, beloved community, as in fueled by and held together by the promises of love, not just any love, but agape love. Whereas other types of love are directed at particular individuals like romantic love, love of friends, King described agape as the sort of love that makes no distinction between friend and enemy. It is an overflowing love that is purely spontaneous, unmotivated, groundless, and creative. 
the love of God operating in the human heart. King went so far as to call it disinterested love because it's the sort of love that doesn't care whether it's loved back. It's the love that will go to any length to restore community. Now in the 21st century, up for a denominational wide vote at UUA General Assembly in 2024, this year, this June, we have new language for our faith proposed in our bylaws. And it sounds a little bit like this. Love is the power that holds us together and is at the center of our shared values. We are accountable to one another for doing the work of living our shared values through the spiritual discipline of love, inseparable from one another. These shared values are interdependence, pluralism, justice, transformation, generosity, and equity. Now, interdependence, meaning we honor, we honor the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. With humility and reverence, we covenant to protect the earth and all its beings from exploitation, creating and nurturing sustainable relationships of repair, mutuality, and justice. That's love and. Pluralism is love and. Celebrating that we're all sacred beings, diverse in culture, experience, and theology, covenanting to learn from one another in our free and responsible search for truth and meaning. We embrace our differences and commonalities with love, curiosity, and respect. Justice. Justice we know as love and we work to be diverse, multicultural, beloved communities where all thrive. We covenant to dismantle racism and all forms of systematic oppression. We support the use of inclusive democratic processes to make decisions within our congregation and the society at large. Transformation is absolutely love and being willing to change and adapt to the changing world. Generosity is love and cultivating a spirit of gratitude, giving from our hearts and knowing that it will be received by the heart. And equity, recognizing and declaring that every person has the right to flourish with inherent dignity and worthiness to weave together a net of interdependence, pluralism, justice, transformation, generosity, and equity, all held together by a love that will not let us go, might just be part of what creates a beloved community we can believe in, a heaven here on earth. May it be so. Blessed be and amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Fairfax. To listen to more sermon podcasts, 
go to uucf.org slash worship hyphen services and scroll down to sermon podcasts.